Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Why don't you have to go and make the blood do too much? I'm like a time bomb, they say you blew. Only ill, I take this lessons. Gotta regroup it up. Started with a ball, I scooped it up. Started with a dollar, they call me bitch. You on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Talking all things Washington Commanders right now. We'll have some help to do that. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today. Is Washington Commanders insider for the Washington Post, Nikki Javala. You can give her a follow on Twitter at Nikki Javala. How you doing, Nikki? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Good. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, I'm eventful, but that's great for me. So <laughs> I, I'm all about the quiet Thanksgiving. <laughs> Definitely. And covering this team, I know you haven't had a lot of quiet yeah. nights over the past 12 weeks. Uh, exactly. You, you were out there, though, today for practice. First of all, kudos to all of you who are out there. Can you give me a roll call as to who was out there today uh, for, amongst in, the media members? Through the media? There was there was a handful. There was me and my colleague, Sam Fortier, from the Washington Post. Um, ben Standig of from course. The Athletic. Uh, John Kime, ESPN. Right. That I hit. think that was it. Because <laughs> look, Nikki, to tell the backstory on this, I'm texting around. I'm like, man, I texted Pete Haley. I'm like, man, do a roll. Oh, Pete was there. Pete, Pete was, was there. Also there. Sorry. Correct. I was yeah. about to say, I'm texting around. I'm like, man, find me someone who's out there because obviously I wanted to have one of you on to talk about uh, the big the big news of today. I don't even want to say it's the big news of today. I guess we found out yesterday or two days ago. Benjamin St. Juice officially ruled out for Sunday's contest uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Everyone's been talking about this the, the resurgence of this commander's defense over the last seven or eight weeks. How big of an impact is not having Benjamin St. Juice going to have? Oh, it's huge. I mean, he's really developed in one, into one of their key players in the backfield. And their coverage, especially with the way it marries with the, with the front, um, has become so big for this defense. So losing him is big. Um, you know, and they, and they might honestly feel it going into this game because he is such an important part. Um, but they, they have options. Not a, none of them have a ton of experience, especially at that position, because he's really been kind of their lockdown corner on the outside. Um, so they, they could move Bobby McCain outside. He's been playing the slot corner um, for much of the season. Wow. Um, they move him around a lot, but he's been playing the slot corner. They actually moved him down from free, from free safety because they, they use a lot of three, four safety looks anymore. Um, beauty of their versatility. So they could move him outside. They could have Danny Johnson go out there. Rashad Wild goes who, who has had limited snaps <laughs> and mostly inside. Um, Christian Holmes, a rookie, they could try him. But, yeah, it's going to be a big shoes to fill. 
Yeah, the last name that you mentioned, talking about Christian Holmes, a commander's rookie seventh-round draft pick, I believe, from this year, interests me. He's done a really nice job on special teams, as we all know. Um, even dating back to training camp, from what you can remember, how do you remember how he looked out there in the secondary? Because it feels like it's been a while since he's gotten any reps at corner. Chris, Christian Holmes? Yes. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he's come a long way. Um, yeah, it is tough for rookies in any position, especially this one and especially in the scheme, um, because they are asked to do a lot. They move around, um, you know, and, and you're often taking on it. But this group, if, if you're St. Juice, you're taking on the number one receiver. If you're replacing, you're likely taking on the number two receiver. Um, but with so many good players, you know, when you go up against a defense or an offense, they're really going to pick on the weakest link. Um, and, and that's a lot of what this person is going to face, whoever fills in for St. Juice. And I think Christian Holmes has come a long way. He, he's played primarily on special teams so far. Uh, most of these guys have that have been reserved corners um, just because you don't get a ton of reps. Right out there. Um, but I, I think you are seeing, you know, a good amount of improvement. Um, you know, I will catch that by saying we in media only get to see like 15 minutes of practice. Right. So I hate to <laughs> say too much because I haven't seen it. Right. No, I get you. I get you. Moving on to the offensive side of the football, the commanders obviously win as a five out of their last six. A lot of people here in the fan base, Nikki, seem to have this direct correlation with, oh, well, since Taylor Heineke's taken over as the starting quarterback, Washington has just been much, much better. I've been doing a deep breakdown of this, Nikki, and when you look at the numbers, a lot of things have changed since Taylor Heineke's taken over. The number one thing I want to point at is the amount of pass attempts per contest. When Carson Wentz uh, was the starter during his first, what was it, the first six weeks of the season, Mm -hmm. Scott Turner's calling 39 to 40 pass plays per game. Taylor Heineke, I don't think, has exceeded 32 pass attempts uh, while he's been the starter. Do you, in a nutshell, pretty much, do you expect Washington to be able to sustain this style of play, meaning the playing the three yards in the cloud yeah. dust brand of football, not having negative plays, not having penalties? I mean, I think there are going to be games that, you know, you're going to see some of these errors pop up, um, but they are playing more consistently than they ever have in you know, Ron Rivera's tenure. Um, and I do think Taylor deserves a lot of that credit. Um, you know, he's certainly not perfect as a quarterback. I, I could think of only two that have had close to perfect games in the league, and their right. name Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think he has improved himself, and I think what he does for this offense is he settles the line. He's mobile. That's, that's the biggest hindrance to Carson Wentz's game. Yes, he makes a lot of dumb decisions, but... It, he, he can't move to evade right. pressure, to um, extend plays, extend drives, and, and Taylor can. And that takes a lot of pressure off the line. They don't have to hold for four seconds while he just stands there in the pocket and, you know, tries to find a target that isn't there. Um, and that, you know, and, and getting some things going in passing game, that allows some things to get going in the run game and, you know, and vice versa. You know, they're, they're able to run the ball more. Um, and that opens up chunk plays in the past game. So I, I think it benefits all when he's back there. Now, if Carson, you know, were a little bit more mobile back there, I, I think he would have had a better chance for sure. Definitely. Talking to Nikki Javala, commander's beat writer for the Washington Post. You can give, him a, give her a follow on Twitter, at Nikki Javala. Nikki, when Ron Rivera has discussed the quarterback situation a little bit of mixed messaging. The message that he's given out mm-hmm. to the local media it seems like it's a little bit different than when he talks to guys like Albert Breer. I know you saw the quote uh, from the MMQB basically saying, no, 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 
one week at a time. Uh, when when you look at this situation with Ron at the quarterback position, it, it made me chuckle a little bit because he gave the answer of, I've been waiting 12 years to have to make this decision. Uh, obviously, you know, every coach wants to be ready for this. Basically, in a nutshell, do you trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the sideline, or do you think we see Carson Wentz before season's end? Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to think there'd be a incredible team-wide implosion for that to happen. I mean, it, you know, Carson didn't, he doesn't have a huge body of work here in Washington, and right. the offense was still relatively new to him in that time, but they couldn't get anything going. Yeah. I mean, it was just, they couldn't get anything moving. Um, so I think, you know, when that's your alternative, you're willing to put up with, you know, the risky shots that Taylor takes. And he has, he has, Hold back on a lot of those, and I, I think that shows his growth. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, that game where he he took the knee and he threw the ball out of bounds when he recovered the fumbled snap. So I, I think that really shows where he's, you know, really learning from yeah. his mistakes. I think Carson still repeats a lot of his. Um, so I think it would have to take like a really really bad spell for them to go back to him. Um, and I think if they go to a really, really bad spell, and if they're they're out of the playoff race, you know, at that point, shouldn't you go to Sam Howell? See what you got in the rookie? Oh, oh perfect you... segue. <laughs> you're welcome. I did that just for you. <laughs> I mean, especially if you're going into another offseason where you got to remake this room. Yeah. You know, you, you got to know what you have. Definitely. You mentioned rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howell, the Tar Heel. A lot of people around here locally, obviously, are intrigued about what mm-hmm. potential he could have Based off of what you've heard being around the building on a day-to-day basis, how much growth has he made, you know, since his last preseason start? I think, I think some, definitely. You know, it's hard because when you're second, third string, you're only getting, you know, a handful of reps right. each practice, and you're not getting any game time. So how much can you truly develop? You can show up to meetings and, and stay late and learn more. You can do all the mental reps and, you know, put in all the extra practice time. You can't really replicate the game experience. And if you're thrown into a fire, which a lot of rookies are by circumstance, they have to be, um, and you have a really rough time, that, that can damage you for a long time, you yeah. know, just confidence-wise. And I, I think they would like to avoid that if they have the luxury of doing so. Right now they have Taylor, who's hot and playing well, and they can rely on him while Sam kind of learns behind him. Um, and if they feel he's still not ready for next year, and they may not view him as a starter within, like, the first four years. I mean, there are a lot of – people forget this, but there are a lot of rookies that sit for years yeah. before, you know, before they're thrown out. People forget that Pat Mahomes sat his first year. So, um, you know, it, it, he, he could take time. They picked him in the fifth round thinking he'd be a developmental guy, and he is. Yeah, it's it's interesting though, Nikki, because you know how it is with, amongst the fan base. As soon as one, we're one oh, yeah. bad Taylor Heineke performance away from people calling uh, for Sam Howell, the backup quarterback here in Washington, always no. the most popular guy uh, in always. town. Washington, though, Nikki, winners of five out of their last six. They've won two straight. You've mm-hmm. seen them go toe to toe with some of the best teams in the National Football League. A seven and three Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. team. Washington was one play away from upsetting them. The Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. I think we're a Taylor Heineke interception away from, from upsetting them. They complete the job Monday night going to Philly and knocking off the Eagles. What do you think is the ceiling for this group, and do you think it's time to start having serious discussion about them not just being you know, a fringe playoff team, but maybe a contender in the NFC based off of you know if they can get hot at the right time? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the ceiling is still pretty high. I don't think they've scratched the surface right now. Um, That's good. To but hear. it is, but they it is late in the season, and they are amazingly the NFC East is like the best division in football now. Which I, I just find astounding, given how two years ago at this point none of the teams had more than three wins. It was like watching JV football compared to you know the NFL it was ridiculous. Right. So of course they got that working against them now, and it's. You know, that's going to be tough. Even though they beat the Eagles once, it's going to be tough to really, you know, to really make headway given their division. Um, but, you know, I, I, they do have two meetings with the Giants, and given the way they played last night, I, I do think they have a chance with them, no doubt. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think a wild card playoff spot would be a really solid achievement for this team. And I don't mean to you know, have low standards for right. them. But I, I think given the way they started the season and then really turned it around, I, I think it's pretty significant. Um, certainly overall by year three in a coach's tenure, you wish there would be a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but given the circumstances of this team, maybe that's a reasonable expectation. I mean, I've never been around a team that has <laughs> so much unbelievable drama. It's amazing. It really, really yeah. is. Uh, something that would help this team, you know, push toward that final wild card spot uh, in the NFC is the impending return of defensive end Chase Young. Can you give mm-hmm. us the latest on that situation? And w- would you go out on a limb and say whether or not you expect him to play Sunday or not? Yeah, I could see him playing Sunday. I mean, we don't know that for sure. They keep saying he's questionable. Um, but I, I think Ron Bear is a guy where he'll always tell you the truth kind of in between the lines, you know, like <laughs> last week it, it became yeah. very clear that, yeah, it became very clear that there was no way right. Chase was going to play. And this week, all of a sudden he had such a great day Wednesday and he looks really good <laughs> today. I mean, it's read between the lines. Nikki, not, um, not, not to cut you off here. Do you think him not playing last week had anything to do with the fact that, you know, Houston has a turf playing, playing ground on, on that, there at NRG stadium. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Maybe, but there, if, if they play him this weekend, he's going to be playing possibly in a torrential downpour at oh, FedEx yeah. Field, which is not really known for <laughs> having <laughs> the best conditions. I right. mean, you know, so I, you know, maybe a little bit, but, you know, I, I asked Ron today, like, will the weather impact your decision? He's like, no, he's got to play in these conditions eventually. And how many teams have turf? I mean, yeah. next weekend they go to they go to New York and turf, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think they really wanted to see just him play confidently with that leg. And that's something that a lot of guys, when they come back, they're just, you know, I'm not sure how it's going to feel. What if I, you know, what if there is some discomfort, you know, does that mean I did something wrong? And, you know, it takes a while to mentally get back. So, um, I could see him playing, um, but it would be like Ron said on a very limited snap count so it could be more situational downs than anything another member of the wounded washington commanders nikki somebody this name might might throw you off a little bit we haven't talked about him in a while guard west schweitzer do you know what his status is right now moving forward yeah so he's been working out to the side he's still on ir they haven't designated him to return to practice or anything so but he is working out so that's a good sign um he'd have to clear the protocol to be able to do that so that's promising um, no clear timetable on when they might designate him to return. Okay. Um, but he's out there. 
<laughs> Logan Thomas. I know he was sent home today with mm-hmm. an illness. Do you expect him to be able to give it a go on Sunday? I think so. Um, I think Logan played through a rib injury in the last game, and he's been dealing with the effects of that still. Right. Um, in addition to the illness, so but I, I would expect him to play. I mean, it's that point in the season where a lot of these guys are dealing with just going to thug it out pretty much. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you guys got an update on Cole Holcomb today. Can can you share that with us and tell and express us your concern level about about his foot injury? Yeah, so he was placed on IR. I'm honestly surprised he didn't place him on IR sooner. Yeah. Um, but so that that means at least four weeks and. They only have, what, one, two, three, four, six, six weeks left. So and the tough part for him is he's going to be a free agent. So yeah, That's a yeah, huge storyline that not a lot of people are talking yeah. about. And he's, you know, that defense is playing, unfortunately, really well without him. Not not saying that they're right. playing well because he's not in there, but, you know, in the coach's mind, when you're determining whether you want to resign a guy, if you don't feel like you absolutely need him, it's it's hard to validate the move. But, you know, they've been thin on linebackers, and he's been, you know, a good mentor to Jamin, so we'll see how that pans out. It's just a, a tough circumstance for him. Yeah, definitely. Nick, I'll let you go on this, put you on the hot seat here. Do you think oh boy. the Washington Commanders pick up win number three in a row on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons? Hmm. Wow, you had to think about it, Nikki. I did. Well, I, I really do think that the loss of St. Jude's yes. for this game is going to hurt. Definitely. I but agree on the other side, they don't, they don't have Kyle Pitts. Right. Um, I'm going to say yes, but I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be one of their signature, let's take it down to the last 10 seconds because we don't care about the Washington Post print <laughs> deadline. So we're going to take it as close as we can and as late as we can to really screw up Nikki's Gamer. It's going to be one of those type of games. <laughs> well, look, I yeah. always enjoy talking to you. One of the first ladies <laughs> of the Washington Commanders beat Nikki Javala. Make sure you give her a follow on Twitter, at Nikki Javala. Look forward to talking with you soon, Nikki. All right, thanks. Have a good one. You too. Always love talking ball with Nikki Javala. I got to meet her out at training camp. I'm a fanboy for a lot of the members of the Washington Commanders beat. She's done just tremendous work. Veteran, uh, veteran NFL reporter. It's been in Denver. It's been in New York. So this isn't her first big market, but it was interesting to hear her say, you know, she's getting a little tired. You know, Nikki's a battler and, and a fighter, by the way. So just to know that, you know, she's strong and healthy right now, dealing dealing with this Washington Commanders football team and their never-ending news cycle is definitely a good sign. We got to take a quick timeout when we come back. Scheduled to have Derek Tangelo. Atlanta Falcons rookie defensive tackle set to join the show. He'll give us the Falcons' perspective heading into Sunday's big-time contest against the Commanders. This is Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Why don't you have to go and make the blood do too much? I'm like a time bomb, they say you blue. Only ill, I take his lessons. Gotta regroup it up. Started with a ball, I scooped it up. Started with a dollar, they call me big. Yucks in Charge Movement, Lanelle Willingham here with you on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today is Atlanta Falcons rookie defensive tackle, Derek Tangelo. You can give him a follow on Twitter, at Set for Lops. What's going on, Derek? What's going on, boss man? How y'all doing, man? I'm good, man. Well, welcome home, I guess, is, is the proper thing to say, man. How's Thanksgiving for you? Man, Thanksgiving was good. It was the first time the family was all together. So, you know, just missing them and, you know, getting to spend time with them, you know, it meant everything in the world to me. I know you're a little bit nicked up right now, but if you could hit the rewind button for the listeners, man, and just give them give them a little bit of a, a, a summary of how you got to Atlanta and, and how draft day went for you. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I, I take my journey back, you know, to the Bullet School. You know, I'm just a local kid, you know, from Maryland. Grew up in Gaithersburg, but went to school in Potomac. You know, we're fortunate enough to go to Duke University, play there for four years, graduate. Get an opportunity to play my last year at Penn State. Uh, draft day, you know, I, I feel like it was a lot of mixed emotions, you know what I mean? It was a lot of anticipation, you know, you never know what's going to happen and stuff like that. But, you know, I was fortunate enough to sign with Atlanta. You know, coming out of the draft day, you know, I really just feel like my journey started right there. Obviously, preseason, you really made your mark. That and the joint practices that you guys had. How quickly did you realize, hey, I'm I'm built for this? Uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of always was telling myself I was ready for. It. You know, I kind of didn't want to second guess myself at all. You know, I felt like that was like one of the biggest mistakes that people can make. You know, when they get an opportunity, is just to second guess themselves. I just kept trying to tell myself that it was it was football, and I've been doing it for you know what I'm saying as long as I can remember. But at the same time, I just got to remember that I got to come with it because everybody's good at this level. So you know, just really just positive manifestation for myself. And obviously, a lot of a lot of folks here locally proud of what you're doing, man. If you had one message to anybody, a young high school kid locally trying to fi- figure out what it takes to make it at, at not just the collegiate level but the NFL level, what, what would you tell them? I would just say, like, if I could go back in high school, you know, I really would have took time to, like, you know, just figure out who I was more, you know, what I wanted to do in life. Like, I always knew I wanted to play football, but, you know, there's a lot more to it than that comes with it. You know, and growing up in our area, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the area, some stuff that you can't control. So, you know, just how that impacts you growing up, I would just say just figure out whatever you want to do with this football stuff, you know, and then just don't let anybody – shift your mindset about like you got to think about it every day like you got to be drilled in your brain like I want to go to the league I want to go to the league you know what I'm saying so 
when you're going about your day and you're doing stuff like that, it's going to affect your actions because you already got your end goal in mind. Right. I would just say, like, for the young kids, just always keep your end goal in mind because, you know, when stuff happens, you know, you always got to think, like, oh, I might have to change my life because of this little small event, but you always got to keep your end goal in mind. Yeah, because you was getting ready for the, the draft process. Who were some of the biggest influences that, that helped you prepare and, and helped you look ahead of what to expect? Uh, I really say my trainers down at Bomberitos in Miami, Florida. You know, Pete Bomberito. Yeah. A lot, of, when a lot I, of dogs come out of there, man. So no surprise yeah. that you have a success. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of it was a lot of good work. You know, a lot of good players came out of there. So you know, we we're really pushing each other. But more more specific, when I got home, you know, just doing that one on work with my with my high school trainer Alame Calais and my D line my D line coach Alex Bazzi, like. I feel like when I really got home, I really got to zone in on what I needed to do. And, you know, just getting to work one-on-one was like they were really pushing me. So I feel like that period of my life was when everything started to switch for me. What do you think right now, obviously you, you shared with me earlier that you, you suffered a torn ACL, so you, so you won't play for the remainder of the season. While you were healthy, though, what was something that you felt like you added to your game being at the pro level? You know, I just, I just feel like I added – like consistency, you know what I mean? I felt like for me, that was just like the one thing I was trying to get better at, you know, just trying to be more consistent, you know what I'm saying? Not trying to make the same mistakes, you know? So that's really just one thing I was focusing on, whether it was like my technique or like, you know, some, just some, any, any really thing, you know, I was just really trying to learn how to be more consistent, you know, develop a routine. Right. Obviously, like I said, you're back home. You guys take on the Atlanta, excuse me, you guys take on the Washington Commanders. This Sunday, growing up, man, being a local kid from the area, were you a Commanders fan, bro? Nah, I ain't gonna lie, man. So, <laughs> you don't gotta lie, but look, that's perfect. <laughs> so, when my parents came to the United States, my family from the Congo, okay, they settled in Boston, Massachusetts. So, you know, ah. growing up, we was Patriots fans. You know, <laughs> you know, I was just fortunate enough to you know to cheer for an organization that you know won me seven Super Bowls in my adolescent life. Wow. Look, go ahead then. Pop your pop your stuff there, man. I just hit the goal for that one. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, that look, not not a bad choice, man. Look, obviously you mentioned you played at Penn State. We got a Penn State on our a couple Penn State guys on our football team. First round pick from this year, Jahan Dotson. Are you surprised at the success that he was able to have early on this year? And how much have you seen him grow from his from you guys' final year in Happy Valley to right now? You know, I'm really not surprised at all the success that he's having right now because, you know, one thing about Jahan is he always puts the work in, you know. He's not a really a, a talkative guy, you know. He's kind of shy unless he's really close with you and stuff like that. But you are, you always see the work that he puts in and how he, he plays with confidence. Like, he, you can just tell he's really confident in his hands. So that part of his game is just elevated. He's getting confidence, getting more reps out there. So I feel like the sky's the limit for him. You know, he's back healthy and stuff like that. So, you know, I hope for, I hope the best for him. You playing with the Atlanta Falcons, Grady Jarrett is a part of your guys' fantastic defensive line room. Outside of him, or, or if he's included, any veterans that when you first got there took you under their wing and said, hey, young pup, this is how you do things? You know, I, I would really say the one thing about the Atlanta Falcons is, you know, we have a very open organization. Everybody really wants to see everybody do good. You know what I'm saying? So I really say all of the vets, you know, from day one was like, yo, this is how you practice. You know, we're really trying to do something this year, so – we're going to show you how it's done. So I would, I would compliment a lot of guys, you know what I'm saying? But I specifically say, like, Brady, Jerry, obviously, you know, Anthony Rush, 
Vincent Taylor, Quan Graham, Abdullah Anderson. You know, just just all the guys that I go to now with the war with every day I practice. You know, they really showed us how to practice and how to really, you know, put your all into it. As you guys preparing for Washington, for your vantage point, what are some of the things you think they do really well, and what what worries you guys preparing for them? Uh, you know, in my in my opinion, I just feel like you know they're a very well coached team. You know, Ron Rivera, he's a very well respected coach, so you know they're going to be disciplined and they're going to make a lot of plays. They're athletic and they like to fly around, so you know it's going to be a very good. It's going to be a very fun matchup. I'm see. I'm excited to see how we match up with them. Definitely, man. Look, I know you're at a dinner right now. I don't want to take too much of your time. I appreciate you. Give me a minute, man. Man, you already know anything for the home team, man. DMV, stand up. <laughs> yes, sir. That is Atlanta Falcons rookie defensive tackle Derek Tangelo. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Set for Launch. We got to take a quick timeout when we come back. How long are y'all eating y'all Thanksgiving leftovers for? I know it's a lot of cultural answers with that one. I'll tell you what I do next. This is the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. segment to go here on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Youngest in charge, Wilbur Linnell Willingham, putting a bow on this thing, man. Want to give a big shout-out to our guest from the night, Nikki Javala, Commander's Insider for the Washington Post. If you missed any of that interview, make sure you go back and use the Odyssey Rewind feature. She joined the show at about 6.30. If you just are joining us, we just had Falcons... Rookie defensive tackle Derek Tangelo join us at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. Make sure you use the Odyssey Rewind feature to go back and listen to that. Black Friday, I know a lot of y'all out there in your cars going around shopping, trying to get some good stuff. Man, look, I want to wrap things up here tonight. 
asking a real deal question here. I was texting with my big bro earlier, Darren Haynes, uh, sports anchor for WUSA 9. I said, Darren, and I was bothering him about whether or not he was in Ashburn today uh, for the commander's media availability. He said no, but then I asked Darren the question. I said, Darren, man, a dude like you, how long are you eating your Thanksgiving leftovers? And, and I've texted a couple people today, and I've gotten a lot of different answers. Darren obviously wouldn't mind would, wouldn't mind me giving his answer. I'm about to scroll down to our messages now, man. It was uh, got a good kick out of me, man. That definitely was, was, was funny. Darren says, man, I'm eating them as long as they're there. And that's the spirit. Go hard or go home. With this Thanksgiving stuff, a lot of y'all too bougie out there, man. Feel like you can only eat your leftovers for two, three days. The hell with all that. I'm making turkey sandwiches. I'm making ham sandwiches. Mac and cheese probably don't last too long in my household. But, man, look, if it's there, I'm eating it. 110%, seven days out of the week, twice on Sundays. Leftovers is what makes Thanksgiving. Let me tell you what. Last night, I probably ate my last plate at around what? 7.30, 8 o'clock. You bet your bottom dollar. I was up 10.30 this morning eating greens, ham. I'm redoing the whole thing early. When I go home tonight, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to marinate a little bit. I don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. But look, I'm going to eat my leftovers. Mikey, how long do you eat your leftovers? Our producer in studio tonight is our good buddy Mike. Yeah, I would say if you have to cap it at a number, I would say two weeks, but there's no chance that, that my food is lasting two weeks. It's going to be killed in my kitchen within the next five days, and then I'll go on to my friend's house and see if they have any leftovers that I can attack as well. I was about well. to say, damn, Mike, what, you living by yourself? Two weeks? That's a long time. No, no, that's last. what I'm saying. That, that's If I had to cap it, right. I would say two weeks, but like I said, it's not lasting two weeks. Like I'm going to... I'm going to do a big dent tonight. Tomorrow morning, I'll do a dent. Sunday before the game, I'll probably do another uh-huh. dent. And then by Monday, Tuesday, it will be down to the scraps. I think you're our producer Sunday for Burgundy and Gold. Burgundy and Gold, yeah, I'm fired sure, up. Make sure you don't eat too much, man. I don't need you Yeah, blooping all over the place while we're trying to, you know, do, well, the, ra- do the radio thing. What would you say, Linnell, is your top two sides of like a part of Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, it's not even close. Mac and cheese. I got to have mac and cheese. There's no plate. It's no correct plate if it doesn't have macaroni and cheese on it. And I'm not talking about no stovetop macaroni and cheese. I'm not talking about Kraft or Velveeta. I'm talking about baked mm-hmm. mac and cheese. A little crispy around the edges because that's how I like it. Um, My second side, that's tough. There's a lot of good ones. It really is. There's something that was on my table yesterday that's probably not on a lot of people's table. My, my Aunt Titi, man, makes this... Seafood salad, I mean, it's, it's unlike anything you'll ever have in your life. And my aunt's Spanish rice also goes crazy. What about you, brother? Uh, I would say mac and cheese for sure, mac number one. Mac and cheese, one. 100%. Yeah, 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 you were very right just, there. Just know, if you didn't say mac and cheese, I would have finished the show myself. <laughs> if, oh. And one thing, though, is I slept on this until probably like three or four years ago just because I thought it looked gross. I'm not saying it's number two, Uh-oh. but stuffing is underrated. Maybe not underrated. Maybe it's, it's accurately rated. But I slept on eh, it. If you were sleep on stuffing, my, I mean, I don't... I don't I can't blame you, but I don't know if I blame your youth for that. Stuffing is stuffing is him. It is a staple. Stuff, stuffing is, uh, you know, mac and cheese, obviously, if we were going to go the hymns of, of, of Thanksgiving sides. Stuffing, mac and cheese. We had some really good cornbread last night, too. Mm. It was dynamite, dude. It was awesome. There's nothing left of that. Now, how do you, I, now, I how do you treat your cornbread? Because I treat my cornbread like I treat my cookies. I got to have some milk followed behind it. Yep. I can't, can't do cornbread in some regular, regular beverage. I got to have my 2%. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I only drink water with meals. I don't know why. Like, I can't drink soda or like Gatorade or anything. Wow. Way to just stun on us all like that, Mike. Sheesh. 
Let me get on your nutrition plan. Water only for dinner? Probably? Yeah, only water, man. I don't know. It's just, it. I don't know. You know That's I'm, just what you, I've always done. You know I'm calling your bluff on that. <laughs> what do you think I, I did besides water? I don't know. I mean, a juice, something. I know you a yeah, bit. You might, it, might some apple juice, actually, now and then. Might crack a brew right now and then. Look, we got a limited amount of time left in the program. If any of you want to call in here, 1-800-636-1067, what is the length of time that you're eating leftovers for? And then, Mike, I wanted to ask you this before we got out of here. Is there anything that was on your Thanksgiving table spread that might not be on the average person's Thanksgiving spread? That's a really good question. Uh, there was, like, some sort of, like, sweet potato, like, casserole thing. I don't know. It was, it was, it was all right, though, but it was kind of unique to see it on the plate. Sweet potatoes definitely... Always got to be a part of the meal. That's going to do it here on this Black Friday edition of Overtime. Thank you to Nikki Javala and Derek Tangelo for joining the show. Until next time, I'm out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.